yo, yo, forget the next take for five minutes. There's something way bigger and way better coming. All one six one money on the fucking map, you boy. <laughs> Are you a sub of the day operator? No. Are we recording? It's how they get rid of all the shit that they don't want. I know some people that are religiously sub of the day operators. Yeah, I actually had a pizza sub of the day the other day when money was a bit tight. Mm. Um, so you've said no, but then you've I've just, did it once. You've instantly used a reference in recent memory. They don't put my fave on there, eh? What is your fave? What part of the pig is the riblet? Is that a rib of a baby pig? No, I think it's the hooves. Is it? I don't know. But it's the riblet. Yeah. That's the hooves? It's something ground up into a patty. How do you make a rib into a boneless patty? Broth, I guess. Do you think they've just Chicken got... Chicken teriyaki, to answer your earlier question, sorry to speak over you. It's fine. <laughs> Some good enthusiasm there <laughs> I too. I always get chicken teriyaki. Not a chicken classic? No. Shit no. Why well, would I do that? Because it's the best. It's not. It's drier than a nun's liquor cabinet, mate. It's unmatched in its superiority. Why? Teriyaki chicken, you just get an extra sauce. No yeah, extra cost. <laughs> cool. I already, it's called being smart. I already get the other sauces, like down get? the sauce end. What do you get? Southwest. Everything? Every sauce? Chipotle? Give you a bit of a run. Well, where, where this um, thought train of thought came from is I was in Subway the other day. No, you weren't. And a girl in front of me ordered... And the lady said, what salads would you like? And she goes, I'll just have everything except carrot, beetroot, <laughs> olives, and sun-dried tomatoes. It's me. But, like, it's not everything then. So why not? It's, it's actually, there was less, there was more she left out than left in, but you said everything. Well, it's just basic arithmetic, mate. That's all it is. Because if you say there's ten salads, are you going to say six, or are you going to say everything and subtract three? I just say. For example, so that ends up with. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> what does it end up with? Nine, seven, <laughs> seventeen. I, I don't like to say too many salads at once. Too, I like to give them a bit of time to digest it. Uh, I like to go yeah, a little bit of beetroot, and then once the beetroot's on, then I proceed to the carrot, the olives. You gotta make no, because there's a certain <clears throat> order they do it in, for starters. Right. Uh, so that's why when you say like, if you just come straight off the bat and go tomato, and and then they'll they'll wait, I think. And then... If you go chicken teriyaki, macadamia biscuit. Well, I don't actually... I get double meat, double bacon, double cheese, red onion, and then I get them to grab a packet of grain waves from over the counter I like and it. crush it up and put that in there. And Some yeah, people really something. rate the toasties there, eh? Have you ever shit. had a toastie? Yeah, the shit. Good friend of the show, Paddy, huge fan of the toasties. Because they're a cheap extra. You know, like, because you can get the Subway and then you can greed out and get, like, the, what, $3 toasty? Is there ever times, though, when you've had a foot-long sub that you're still hungry? Yes. No, not really. Like, do you need more bread? I like the cookie pies. Mm. I've never had one. Is it a myth that a Subway foot-long has the same amount of sugar in it as a packet of Tim Tams? I don't know, but it's believable. Did I say that last week about something? Having the same amount of sugar in it as a packet of Tim Tams? Or the cookies have the same amount of sugar as a packet of Tim Tams? Well, they're just the same cut from the same cloth almost, aren't they? If someone told me... The question is, how much sugar does a packet of Tim Tams have in it? (laughs) Is is it an overwhelming amount, or is it an underwhelming amount of sugar? I'd say (laughs) overwhelming. Tim Tam slams, overrated. You reckon? Yeah. What's the ultimate dipping biscuit? Ginger nut? Ginger nuts. Unmatched, eh? Yeah, unrivaled. What I used to do, and here's a wee tip for the listeners out there, is get a packet of ginger nuts, put it in a bowl and fill it with milk, and eat it like cereal. 
that's dis- maybe it's brilliant. Yeah. I was going to say disgusting, oh but God, as this... I digested it mentally, is... I wanted to digest it physically. Is this your new term, saying you're digesting things? Have I said it a couple of times already? You've said it three times already in this show. And we're about three minutes in. We are four minutes in. Cool. So you got, we'll give it you, is my we'll new get, You've used three out of the five on your quota, unfortunately, mm. of digesting. Speaking of digesting... Have you ever had a digestive biscuit and a cup of tea? <laughs> no, because they, um, they're like the hang in their kitty posters. They just instantly just drop in. Oh, that was do you al- like that? That was always my go-to with the ginger nut, is testing how long you can get it to hang on before it drops. Should we have a, <laughs> should we have a competition? Should we run a comp for our listeners and we'll get them all to send in videos of who can hold a full ginger nut yeah. In their cup of tea or coffee, and it's got to be, we've got to be able to see the steam lines coming off it for the longest, whilst it maintains its structural integrity. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know, but oh, I've got, you go. I was going to say, speaking of digestion, here's you have a bit of a funny tummy this morning. Yeah, it wasn't a hundred percent, as you know, and as everyone knows, because it's pretty much my entire identity. Rugby league, big game on last night, um, and yeah, I, I've always stood by the fact that, um, the build up to having a wee, shall we say, spew, because that's not subtly hiding what I'm, what I was describing anyway. But the build up to it's actually worse than the actual release. Are you a dry reacher or are you just like a explosion? Explosion. Ex- like vomit explosion? Yeah. Exorcist? Damp mouth. Oh. The, the the slightly like clenching jaw? Yeah. So I've got a real thing if I'm hungover that if I don't go to the toilet first, then it just turns into spew. I don't like, know. To do it... yeah. plops? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. If it turns into spew. <laughs> What's going on in your gut? I don't know if it's a mental <laughs> thing or a physical thing. I think it's mental. That I think that if I don't get up and do it, then I'm and then I just talk myself into being sick. But yeah, um, had a wee, had a wee, um, yeah, a wee spew this morning after a couple of ales last night. And I was, do you know what it was? Just before you yep. tear into me a little bit more about it. No, no. Uh, what it was was it was a real rip off hangover. Oh, yeah. Because I was, a, I had about five beers. Literally about five beers, a pizza, a bowl of wedges. But then, how do you spew off five beers? Like yeah, It's not much. Eh? It must have been the threshold, I reckon. It must have been right on that. What kind of beers? Heavy? APAs, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say just what I am a real culprit of, or what has happened to me in the past, is when you're sitting on the loo mm-hmm. and you uh, release your bowels, and then it's just so pungent that you need to do uh, Matt Hardy. Here's a bit of a shout out for you: the twist of fate, and just fling round. And just fling round, and you just yeah, yuck. yuck, disgusting, dirty, dirty stuff. Yeah, so it's I feel a lot better now. Oh, I hope so, because otherwise it's food poisoning. It always is. Yeah, it's always food poisoning. Yeah, it's always it's, it's always, always food poisoning. I always refer to the thing that I've eaten the night before and think, oh geez, must have been those wedges. Yeah, must have been that potato deep fried. That sour cream, it just it's mm. camped back to city. Was the sour cream a bit too sour? It's not yeah. sour at all, eh? Yeah, but I mean it's sourer than cream. There's all these different touche dairy subgroups that are sort of all the same thing. We've got let me, let me set a scene for you. <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, <laughs> we're going to say that too much. Sour cream. Cream fresh. Cottage cheese. And... Whipped cream. Mascarpone. Not whipped cream, that's sweeter. Oh. Those four things are all the same shit. Yeah. Right? Did you know that there's a um, cream cheese, there's a spreadable and an unspreadable? Why? I don't know. Why is it unspreadable? I guess if you're putting it in baking. Yeah, but does it dissolve? I don't know. Or is that more just for spoon consumption? These (laughs) These are questions Joe Seeger needs to answer. Why is there unspreadable cream cheese? Yeah. Did Joe, is Joe Seeger the one that got in trouble for drugs? No, we've we've been over this in the past. She does not... If anyone out there is listening who's related or a friend of Joe Seeger... Who is related to Joe Seeger that we know? Not Tom Seeger. I don't know. <laughs> He's not related to her, is he? I always thought he was quite good in the kitchen. Yep. Maybe he knows about spreadable cream cheese. Well, I'm not sold. Anyway. On the cream cheese or that Joe Seeger's on the drugs? Either, to be honest. It's been a big week. Yep. In news, hasn't it? News around the globe. What's happened? An orangutan... Because you watch it a lot more than me. Yeah. A orangutan nearly killed someone I saw yesterday. I saw that. He was trying to tug him, eh? Yeah, he was... What would your strategy be if you if an, if an animal grabbed you in a zoo? So there's a bar between you. Mm-hmm. So the monkey... Is he serving or is he the patron? <laughs> He's the resident. <laughs> um, and the monkey, for those who haven't seen it, grabs this guy by the T-shirt and just pulls him up against this bars. And then this real scary bit of it is when the foot comes through and is mm. used as another arm. Mm. Mm. Well, they've got, like, toes on their feet, eh? What's your strategy? Would you just... Well, I, I watched the video and I, I thought that. I said, what would I do? What would I do? And I thought either just give him, like, a big, like, bah! and just, like, shout and try to scare him. But... Anything that in range go, it. Yeah, that could go... Because a chimp could just rip your face off. Just and he's tear. pulling you in at a very compromising height. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So I was thinking... I'd take the T-shirt off. Because he had the T-shirt. Yeah, but what about the... Excuse me, what about the pants? Pants off. No. And then, then he what just... happens if he gets out? <laughs> he's in for an evening. <laughs> and then we go to the bar. <laughs> We're going out for a glass of red and some pasta. Imagine how more, how much more horrendous that video, viral video turns if it's just you and you've just been stripped nude and then he's still got a hold of you. Jeez, you're standing 30 centimetres back from the cage but the monkey still had him. Um, I, I don't know, either... Because I feel like if you start going on the aggressive, it could... You'd have to just scare it really hard out No, it. not... Hope s- that it get, lets go, but it could go awry. You'd have to alpha it, I think. Like what? Like Give a right tr- hook? Like giving it a um, an oriental burn. Is it? China- PC yeah, yeah I like it. Now? I almost went to correct you, but I saw what you did there. And that, yeah, I like that. An oriental burn. <laughs> well, you, enough about my time in Thailand. Were you, <laughs> were you one of those kids at school that did them or received them? Uh, burns? Yeah. Um, I had a friend who would give massive oriental burns and also massive... Um, noggies? No, not noggies. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, equestrian bites? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be a more politically correct podcast. Yeah, case there's a whole... Well, you've already had a go at horses' teeth well, in aff- the past. Well, I've offended the horse community on here before. Yeah. And uh, sorry about that, Cindy. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of bridges to mean with you and them. Oh mate, the ho- me and the horse community, we uh, you know, we got off on the wrong hoof, mm. so to speak. Uh, what would you do to the monkey? How would you alpha it? Probably start steal- throwing your shit at it, maybe like a, they do to each other. I'd try and bribe it with food, surely. 
where you're going to get food from. You're at a zoo. Someone's got to have something. And but I'm not, mate, and I'm not going to say a banana because that's, again, that's just assuming that all chimps like them. It's offensive. Mm. What was the guy doing to anger the chimp? Was he doing the the itching your el- your armpits under your arms? Or just like picking chimp- stuff out of the, uh, out of his mate's hair? <laughs> the how they cla- groom each other? The classic chimp insult. Maybe he passed a little miniature bike through the bars and he said, hey, do you reckon you could ride this for me? Mm. Those That zoo looks horrible anyway. Yeah. So fuck it, who cares? <laughs> Excuse me, I told you, <coughs> excuse me again, I told no, you. No, chunks are coming up. No, no, we're good. I told you about how when my mum and dad went to the zoo in Thailand, eh? No. So mum and that went to the zoo in Thailand when they were over there for a work conference. Work conference, that sounds suspicious. Are they zoologists? It, no, it was just a, it was an excursion. Oh, okay. And mum's obviously a really big animal lover, so as you can imagine, the conditions there weren't flash. Mm. And there was, um, they brought this monkey out with a chain around its neck over to mum and mum and they were like trying to get it to sit like mum to let it sit on her knee and stuff and mum's like no 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 like no I don't want it like no money like I don't want like that I don't want it near me like I it's just it's very sad and they were um mum and dad was like dad come on let's just go like this is not this is not what we're here for this is not raven and um the people at the zoo were like no 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 wait 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 and so mum and that turned around they're just like this and just put a pair of sunnies on the monkey. <laughs> and so mum just threw the money. Yeah, mum's like, here's everything. Mum's like, here's all my jewellery, here's all my cash. Mum's like, that does not, this is sort of what we're standing <laughs> against. That is not, I'm not concerned about the monkey potentially getting damaged eyes from the sun. Wait, 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 wait. Yep. She should have kept, because you know in those Southeast Asian countries, when you walk away from a, a potential business deal, yep. that's when they add a bit of, Bit of GST, yeah. Bit of GST. Or no, they take they knock they, the price they take down. They the GST off. Yeah, they add a bit of, a bit of sweetener. Mm. They add a cherry on top. You know, um, I'll throw in a free, undersized white shirt that you're going to get really dirty tonight with that suit or something like that. Mm. So if she kept showing a bit of interest and then walking away, it would have been interesting to see what the monkey actually ended up wearing. Well, because and it shows how mums actually and like changed her ways because when we were children we went to the wellington zoo Mm. um when we were there on a family trip and mum said to the zookeeper do they still do the chimpanzee tea parties when the wellington zoo first opened they used to dress them up and have tea parties and like suits and stuff. yeah and just like casual clothes and stuff and the lady got quite offended and was just like nope they are not here for our entertainment like we we're in they used to do it yeah and um, like sort of got quite quite snippy with mum, and then mum just turns around and goes, "The chimps loved it." The yeah, chimp, you know, just because they're chimps doesn't mean they're uncultured mm. and uncivilized. And right? they maybe they were trying to see how long a ginger nut could last. Yeah, maybe they and they would have no control around that. What are your what's your stance on animals wearing clothes? I think it's quite trendy because I sent you a photo that we'll post later on on our Instagram page of ducks. Yeah. Like they had a duck wedding with the ducks with little suits on. I think it's cute. It's super cute. Um, I don't like... I don't anim- like dogs wearing shit, though. I also don't it's like stupid. animals that are indoors that aren't meant to be. Like, I don't like... Mm. I don't like monkeys and nappies inside. Yeah. Or tigers on the couch. Or birds, even. Oh. I just don't like... I just would never keep a bird, eh? Um, what would be the hardest animal to put clothes on? 
maybe a puffer fish because you'd have to get the sizing right yeah and underwater be, it'd have to be something made out of latex yeah actually no it'd puncture it or would it be like one of those things you know have you ever had streaks in your hair no so when i was young i was allowed to get streaks nice. um for the this is before or after you went to the chimpanzee tea party this is the 2001 2002 summer so i was a pre i was a i was a teen what a summer that was yeah i was just just become a teen so i was allowed to just be something a little bit rebellious and what Some they did 41 were big yeah huge mad streaks um and so what they what they do is they put this like skull cap on you with holes in it and they pull your hair through mm. and then they dye the tips mm. so like maybe that would be a, like at morrison ave hair studio i wonder if they've got any streak caps floating around for perhaps these puffer fish if we're addressing them but you could just put the um cap on it and then give the puffer fish streaks yeah it'd be quite cool quite trendy and it would be the sort of thing that you could sort of wear for a long time because it's differing in size yeah yeah i don't know if it if it um equates to clothing though or if the fish could breathe if it was just surrounded in a horrendous amount of plastic that too Mm. that too I reckon any aquatic animal would be tough to get the sizing for starters and then dress it I feel like dressing animals is really really difficult you know people buy like you can get like country road jerseys for your dogs and stuff like that and it's like they're already covered in fur what would be cool would be if you gave your dog like clothes that looked like your clothes Mm. and then you shave the dog make clothes out of it and then put a collar on like you're trading places and the dog walks you hmm and yeah. picks up your poo. Theories. We've talked about that, haven't we? At, at, at great length. It just fascinates me, eh? Imagine trying to put a wetsuit on a whale. <laughs> and then they, and then the trainers perform. What do you mean? The so, trainers perform. The and wet- the killer whale walks around with the fish. Yeah. On the outside. Mm. That'd be pretty good. Or, like, police dogs. Yeah. Just pull up in the car and just let, like, some <laughs> guy out there who's just... The constable. It just, <laughs> just comes... Completely nude, because that's what the dogs are. Or the dogs wear Kevlar. They do. They wear stab-proof vests. Mm. Is that what Kevlar is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do know that cats, um, as contrary to dogs, cats domesticated themselves for their own benefit, and they're only the only self-domesticated animal. Like it. Mm. I wonder how many of those animal costumes you see at the warehouse or those other sort of budget stores i wonder how many of them get bought get taken home attempted to put on and then just shelved oh, um put on the shelf tough to, tough to fit in what do you what animal costumes are these so like they've got cats that you can dress up as like sunflowers they've got like a oh, whole range of them so you they'll go home prob- probably get clawed a little bit and then that's the last you ever hear of dressing the cat up you've got to do it from a young age you've got to do it from when the cat's a kitten we bought a harness for our cat um, and he didn't fit in it, so he put the other cat in it, and the cat just like literally like started like you know how sometimes when cats are like really really miffed, they kind of turn into the Tasmanian devil, yeah, and they start just like they look like they've been in a washing machine, <laughs> yeah, and he just went full on like that. I mean, why he's could like, the other eleven? Why could the other cat not fit in it? Fat, chonky boy, mate. He's like eight kg or something. He looks like a road, and normal cats are about four. What do you feed him? Huh? What do you feed him? Kibble. Seafood sensation. That's literally all he eats. Kibble? Is that dry? Yeah, dry. He doesn't eat wet food. He doesn't eat salmon. He doesn't eat salmon skin. He doesn't eat the boiled eggs. We tried to get him on for a wee while for his coat to shine a bit better. How much kibble does he eat? Just kilos? Is, not, he, is he like a whale eating 16 tons of krill per scoop? It's not what you see, mate. It's what you don't see, mate. He actually caught a mouse the other day as well. Did he eat it? Yep. 
half of it. Mm. Cats go... Yeah, but anyway, going back to the domestication, cats in, like, self-domesticated themselves in, like, ancient Egypt and stuff because they sort of knew that they could get all this amazing treatment. Like pharaohs. Whereas dogs, like, were trained and, like, sort of, like, tricked into being man's companion through, like, wolves. Man's best friend. Is it? Are they man's best friend? Because I've got... human. Because, yeah, I've got a dog... But I consider you a better mate than the dog. Yeah, I'd love to see you and Nala do a podcast. It'd probably be pretty cute. No, it wouldn't. That's what everyone says. Need cameras in here. That's what everyone says to Joe Rogan. Get Marshall, your dog, on the podcast, and he's like, "That would be funny for like a, a minute." A minute, yeah. Hey, so um, sniffing your good asses today? <laughs> That's a yes. Mm. <laughs> I was just asking you. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people humanise their pets a wee bit, and there's a there's a word. Which I'm not gonna waste any time googling, so I don't know where my phone is. But we'll find it out. But there's a word that means when you give human characteristics to animals, you know. So like, we don't actually know if dogs can display love, for example, unless they get the lipstick out. That's the real mark, marking your territory stuff, eh? But like, you don't actually know if like, does your dog love you? Does the dog love the food you give it, and therefore it's loyal to you? They're there to serve you. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty grim, eh? It's nice. What's the difference between keeping a killer whale in a tank and keeping a dog in a house? I don't have the answer for that because mm. I like the killer whale shows, and I know that might be <laughs> like I like that might be a hot take. But I had I've got very fond memories of the dolphin show at SeaWorld. What about Shamu? Was it Shamu? What was the Telecom? Telecom. It's a cool name. His fin bent. Why? Because he's so depressed. Oh. His orca fin. But. Not his shark fin. He fathered so many killer whales around the world. All in captive. But that, <laughs> that's not, let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story. Okay. Um, do I like killer whales in tanks? Maybe. Okay. I like the seals when they put a tuxedo on the seal. They don't put tux. they don't put tuxedos the, on the seals. Seals are vicious. And I actually was watching my new favourite show the other day, Lego Masters New Zealand. It's just finished. Won't give away who won. And Di Henwood described seals as so aggressive, they're like gang members in sleeping bags. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But Be- it's true. Because if you have you ever been close to one? Well, there was one that I went on a few dates with. but um, Andre? I sort of connected with it, but it didn't connect with me. Nah, no. Have I ever been close to a seal? No. So I went to one... Not unemotionally, anyway. I went to one, buy one to get a photo in Kaikoura. Silly. And it just barked. They bark. Yeah. Oh. Why can you not hunt them? Um, well, depends who you are. If you're Andrew Hoare, you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, why would you want to? Because they eat all the fish. So? Who cares? They're not like a pest. Aren't they, though? We eat the fish. They eat the fish. Everyone eats the bloody fish. Yeah, but why can you hunt deer? Deer aren't pests. Yeah, but you don't. You, there's a reason to hunt deer. What? Eat it. You can eat blubber. <laughs> no, you can eat anything with the right attitude. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's barbaric. Like, why do you need to hunt It's because them? the history is the clubbing. Yeah. And let me tell you, they can club. They can club, mate. I remember there was a couple of elephant seals outside Fat Eddie's the other night going absolute hammer and tongs on the floor, eh? But, yeah, it's just, it's like there's no reason to hunt them. 
Like, if there's no reason to hunt something. But at the same time... There's no reason to fish. Why are you allowed to kill a fly, but you're not allowed to kill a seal? Oh, see, that's just, just ridiculous. What? Flies... Like, you eat a cow, but you can't eat a dog. Yeah, see, I don't mind that. Okay, flies... Flies are probably not... not the right thing, but what about, like... Can you kill a cat? Not your, not someone else's. Can you kill your a wild own? cat? Yeah. Can you? Yeah, fuck yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to swear. Don't know where that came from. <laughs> Definitely sounds like this might be something that you we, we should um unpack a bit further. I've seen Have someone shoot me? a wild cat before. I haven't, but I've seen one be shot. <laughs> this guy it wasn't me. Because Why? they're not like normal cats. No. You know, you said before they're, feral. You they're, said, like, they're like the same as possums. Was that before you said about the Tasmanian devil? They're like that all the time. Yeah. They're someone, like they're like possums. I saw someone one time. The cat was going so psycho on a farm that they tried to put it in a pillowcase and it tore through the pillowcase. Why did they try to put it in a pillowcase? Because they couldn't pick it up because it was just going so fucking mental. Like a feral one. Like it looked like it was vibrating. Um, yeah, they are pretty hectic. They'd be more loose than possums. Um, no, possums but, have bigger claws. Yeah, possums are chill as. Oh, I don't really like you them. You ever grab a possum? Uh, I've actually got a story about someone grabbing a possum if you'd like to hear it. I've got one too, but you go first. This is the right. Is this the right forum to vent if we've got a story? Um, it depends on if it's criminally convicting or not. Um, so my mate, sh- my mate shot a possum one time, and actually I've got two stories. Me too. <laughs> Great. Um, my <laughs> mate, sh- my mate shot a possum, and one of our um friends who owned the farm was a real big like he'd put you through your paces if you're a city guy going up there so it was like if you shot something you don't waste the bullets you finish it off yourself you go and pick it up like that sort of stuff Mm. um like you're man enough to shoot it you're man enough to finish it like good lessons um and someone shot a possum and he went to pick it up and he picked it up by the tail and it crawled back on its body and went up his arm did sit-ups yep holy shit what'd it do rip him up no, shit, no. It was already dead. It just like it was like a lot. I think it was like almost the nerves. It was just fucked. Yeah. So you go now. You tell your possum story. So I, have, I was in Hanmer Springs when I was like seventeen, on a bit of a trip where the someone's older sibling bought us some alcohol, and me and my friends went to some random campsite and we were walking around after a fair, probably like three beers. So I was just tiddled. Me at Origin. Yeah, exactly. And I saw a possum on a lamppost. And I jokingly went to grab its tail, and it worked. And I grabbed its tail. And it scratched you? No, I freaked out through it. Yeah. To be honest, not going to lie. So my friend, Tom, he one time Tom was... Tom Seeger, <laughs> Joe's son. <laughs> he was he lived out at Lincoln at his fam- with his family. And one time there was a possum on the lawn, and he went out and hit it with a cricket bat. <laughs> and he smacked this possum once, and... The whole like family will watch it because you know they make like <laughs> that's like they're cool. Okay. It's not me dry reaching. Um, and so he hit it once, and then what sort of what sort of shot? Cover drive, no. I think. Um, and he hit it once, and then the family so we're all watching, and then hit it again, and then he's like, because um, they're fucking durable, mm. and the last because you hammer them when you trap them, yeah, put a hammer on the head, yep. And he was going in for the final. Wushka, mm. and at the last minute he's wound up and he's gone to smoke it and the family Jack Russell's running and he's sent the dog. Kill it. <laughs> so the mum, the siblings, sisters, dad, everyone's screaming on the balcony at home. They chuck the pup, the car, uh, the dog, Spice, 
little spicer fox terrier, chuck him in the back seat of the car, fly to the vets down the road. The dog hasn't moved this entire time, and then halfway to the vet, it just goes and just sat up and is alive to this day. Jeez, just knocked out cold. Just absolutely got some pretty good brain damage. What, what about the possum? I don't know what happened. I think the possum, that was one lucky possum, eh? The possum, the possum got the last laugh. I've heard another person who had a Jack Russell that they thought had died and it came back to life on the way to the vet. They must it sort of do that. Maybe it's like their defence mechanism. Like how goats get stunned? Like playing possum, you know? It's a nice way to wrap up the story. My friends, this, this <laughs> might be like a bit of an old man yarn. A but publican? He, he claims that when he was living over in Little Akaloa, that he shot the neighbour's cat thinking it was a possum. I could see, I could see that happening. Yeah, probably. But it was an indoors cat. No, it wasn't. But yeah, so <laughs> he, he shot re- it indoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He reckons he shot it. He shot the possum and he heard something. And he reckons the neighbour couldn't find his cat the next day. In is, like a tiny little area. Is your mate's dad Oscar Pistorius? Yes. The cat was in the bathroom at the time. And my mate's dad thought that he was getting robbed. <laughs> so he just got out his uh, assault rifle and just... Filled with lead. Would there be a more frightening position to be in than to be a double amputee in a Johannesburg jail? Does he get his blades in prison? No, absolutely not. So what does he do? Crawls? No. No, he'll get a, a prosthetic leg that's not a blade. Those blades yeah. are for sprinting. They're sick. They are sick. I almost want some. No, I don't think you do. Okay. Um, that would be pretty frightening. I'd imagine the South African prisons are probably relatively similar to the Thai Zoo in the sense of the cages. No sunnies. No, <laughs> no sunnies and your parents aren't going there for photos. They give you a thing called the Johannesburg injection when you go into jail there. If you can understand, if you can... They hold, it, they hold you down and stab you with an HIV needle. No, they don't. Who, the guards? No, the prisoners. Why? Give you HIV. Why? So then you die. So then, no, do you know what the reason is? You know what the reason is, eh? What? So they can have sex with you and not have to worry about catching it. But they give it to you. They've already got it. So what? They're... No, I thought, I thought I'd just completely... They thought you'd debunk the myth. Yeah. Well, why'd well, they give it to me then? We'll go over... It's like, it's like the passion gap that yeah. we really wanted to give each other. Yeah. Which sounds... So it's, can you quickly just... It's a lot more straight than you think it is. Quickly um, tell us, tell our <laughs> listeners before there's, there's assumptions made. It's smashing the front four teeth out of your mouth. Yeah. For like, and it's like just gives you mad street cred in South Africa. So, um, so we cool. did it in yeah. Christchurch. Yeah. We tried to bring it in. Shall we put it to the eight ball? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to smash their front four teeth out? And apparently you can get it done in a dental surgery, but that's not authentic. Right. So you want to get it done. You want to just like have like half a bottle of whiskey and just have your mate just like tame you in the face. Maybe your mate, Tom, could get his cricket bat. He was just trying to give old Spice a My, passion gap. Because you know how you always get things done like mates rates? Mm. Maybe it's good to have someone in the know when you're looking for a passion gap. Absolutely. Um, did you see, do you follow No Pain by Ganga? What's Ganga? So Ganga's a famous, ta- like, the, the tattoo artist of America at the moment. Oh, you've shown me him. Yep. Yep. Um, have you seen his studio, No Pain, where they put you under anaesthetic and do, like, ten sessions worth of tattooing on you in eight hours? Jesus. But they just have, like, numerous people. they got five people doing it to you at once. All the same style. All, all, all working in the patterning, yeah. On one tattoo. Yeah. On, Is uh, that cheating? 
that's what reminded me about it when you said that the dentist can do the passion gap. How much scabbing would happen? Not much, I don't think. Okay. No more than regular. Okay. It'd be painful, though. Imagine oh waking God. up and your whole back's been done. So you're under anaesthetic? Yeah. Jeez. Serious stuff. You could just go under anaesthetic. Well, it's 200k to get and it it's done. it's also in the States where medicine's all privatised and shit. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I find it cheating. Okay. I'll tell little Dirk that next time I see him. Yeah, dumb mate. Have fun with that. He's got his whole city's hating on him. He doesn't mm. care if there's one more man. Yeah. One man in Christchurch with a passion gap, saying it's not authentic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would we still be able to do the I'd podcast? Get this, I'd get this done at the dentist, Dirk. Um, yeah. Because it'd it would be, be really lispy. Yeah, it'd be really annoying to listen to. And it's not something you can fix, I don't imagine. Yeah, you get implants. They're only like 7k each. Yeah, for us. But I feel like if you're getting, if you're fixing it, it's just like a real, like, uh. It's even worse. You've been bounced out of the gang if you're fixing it. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't be well. Would you rather that or the Chelsea smile? The big scars? Yeah, the Joker. And you can't hide either. You can't get, like, a plate for your passion gap. I suppose in, in the current society, passion gaps would be okay because you just wear a mask. True. Or the Chelsea smile as well. Yeah. Because that's also on your face. I'd rather the passion gap, eh? Mm. But you make... Passion gap makes you look a wee bit, like... Not gumby, but it makes you look a bit... Hillbilly. Hillbilly. Absolutely it does. Whereas Don't the make apologies smile for that. just makes you look extremely frightening. What if you don't support Chelsea? Yeah, yeah that could be a real issue. I thought the Chelsea smile was where they slit your bum. No, my bum's already got a slit in it. <laughs> I need to get a new one. My current one's got a crack. No, where they cut across your bum cheeks. I don't think so. No, I'm, I'm, I'm adamant it's not that. I need to get um, a little more football game. Speaking of hillbilly, is it kosher to wear pyjamas to the supermarket? No. Nah. Shit, no. Is an absolute no from you? Just nah, a flat tack no? Huge no. I feel embarrassed wearing them out to the letterbox. Do you get secondhand embarrassment for people when you see them in them? No, nah, it makes me feel better about myself. I, nah, you shouldn't, why? Comfort. Bum pants. Yeah, I don't like okay, pants. That's a, that's a of, hot take for me. What sort of, you don't like bum pants? No, I just don't like trackies. I don't like grey ones because they always look like they've got wheeze on them. And my trackies, the back sags, it looks like I've got a full nappy. <laughs> Well, you might. Photo. Well, you might. Thanks. Um, what sort of pajamas are we talking here, Peter Alexander? <laughs> Does it matter though? Yes, of course it matters because there's heaps of different kinds of PJs. I'm, t- I'm thinking a wee willy winky gown <laughs> with a with a cap. The uh, what's it? Uh, the, the nighty. The Scrooge. The Scrooge <laughs> McDuck full length nighty with the floppy night cap on. And you're walking around with a little sauce of a giant candle in it. <laughs> down the new down the new world aisles. Do you, it's like I can't find the butter. Do you it's all melting. Do you wear a nighty ever? I don't want to disclose that information with his people listening. I used to. I still do. <laughs> Nighties are the height of comfort. Yeah. They're so comfortable. They're just like a, a cotton dressing gown. That's where business up front party and the bottom comes from. <laughs> Why? Do you I'm have good. one of the 90s with the little flap? <laughs> no. That's they're onesies that have the little flap at the back. The dressing... Like ca- no, like I've got like the medical gown that the whole back's exposed. <laughs> like the scrubs. No. <laughs> they're not scrubs. They're what, like the... 
when the old men wear them backwards in the yeah. hospital. Good gag. Um, yeah, I feel like with nighties they need to be full body because you don't want them getting caught up. I hate getting caught up in bed. No, I, I just like, bought a pair of pyjamas the other day, funnily enough. I just like a t-shirt as a nightie. And it's just a t-shirt then. A nightie has to go past the knees. That's the official definition. Do they sell grown men nighties at Peter Alexander? <laughs> You'll have to go in and ask. Um, no, I don't know. Where do you get a good nightie from? Oh, that's why I'm asking. You do you actually wear a nightie? No. Have you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no need to be ashamed. I used to wear a nightie. I ran out to put <laughs> the bins out with a nightie on. <laughs> with your hair curlers in. <laughs> Don't go near that guy, kids. <laughs> that guy doesn't have puppies in his house. Um, He's got them in his van. <laughs> the sweets. No, no. The, th- the only thing about nighties is it just is asking people to lift, run up behind you, lift them up. But again, where will you be wearing them? Where if someone lifts them up, like Not me? But if someone, if a grown man were a nighty into a supermarket, I would lift it up <laughs> with the, with. With the monster claw slippers. Remember this? Do you like novelty slippers? That's <laughs> the next topic. No? no? Shit, no. No, no. Not anymore. Good I'm listener. Old for them. Good listener of the show and my life partner, Sarah, is a big fan of <laughs> She's the, not going to be a listener after this. Oh, is a big fan of the novelty slippers. What's she sporting? Ducks. Not anymore because I threw them out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, wants to get a new pair. <laughs> Why'd you throw them out? There You're walking fluff. around in your nighty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the only one that's allowed alpha alpha bedwear. <laughs> Nighties are alpha. Um, Is your car a chance to pass its warrant? <laughs> probably not. I hope that it gets a big list. No, because we've. You're actually my bad luck beacon <laughs> with warrants. Am I? Yep. Because remember the last time when we both went to get our warrant and we went for a walk, literally <laughs> stroll around the block, and you were just the whole time. I'm not going to pass. I'm not going to pass, and I've just. I've got good faith. I've got good faith in the Audi that's had about a grand worth of stuff done to it for the last five years every year. And then we sat down and the, the milky-eyed warrant inspector said, can someone fix that washing machine that's above us? It's doing my kid. It's jammed. Um, told me to take a seat. Remember that? Yeah, he did, eh? Hey? He told me to oh, take no, a seat. He, there was both of us, say, hey, and he said one's passed and one's failed. Yeah, it's like, well, just... Mate, this... We're what not, is this? We're not... On the final of Lego Masters New Zealand. We're we not waiting the... for a rose on The Bachelor. Yeah, we don't need the drum roll. Should we ask the guy at the warrant shop if he wants to be on The Bachelor? We could. We could. It's at a dealer, and I don't really like them okay. very much. I don't know. I got sucked in with a deal. But we could ask him if he wants to be on The Bachelor, or we could just assume he's on The Bachelor. And he hands out, like, wrenches instead of... What would you do if you were <laughs> the mechanic's Bachelor... What would you do if, uh, you know at the start of The Bachelor when they get out of the limo? Yep. And then... Or in the New Zealand version, the Suzuki Swifts. Do yeah. they? Yeah. That's so true. They must just have them all waiting down the road and they just have one car doing loops. And the person walks up to the woman or the man and does something. Mm. Hello. Hi. How are you? What would you do? And some of them do something quirky, like they'll juggle or something like that. Uh, I'd get eliminated if someone juggled in front of me for a start. Um, probably refer them to our Instagram, What Up at Street. <laughs> well, you just walk up and just say, go on my Instagram. I think they'd rock up and say, why have you got a nighty on on The Bachelor? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> those are some pretty cool slippers you got there. Ah, fair enough. Speaking of warrants, I am... Time to go. I need to go. So thanks everyone for listening. Always a pleasure. See you next week. 
Summertime.